Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. from Boston. Now, I'm not one to watch the corporate cast. I mean, I'll stick with the cast cast with yours truly and old DJ Lou. I had to go check it out for myself and lose 100% correct. I mean, Petey looks like he's getting a public colonoscopy and Biscuit dressed like a mannequin in a Neiman Marcus window. I'll take their words without those uncomfortable images every time, kid. <laughs> Now I had the time of my life No, I never felt like this before Yes, I swear it's a truth And I owe it all to you Pete and Sebastian, show is back I don't even know what number it is anymore They just keep on coming What's going on, bro? We're both in like a light beige, the uh, yellowest or something. Sebastian Maniscalco, of course, on the other end. Don't forget, big film premiere. Memorial Day. A Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend. Bro, I'm thinking about doing a drive-in for it because we have a drive-in back in our town. This thing is so popular. They're putting the Buffalo Bills game on Sunday and people go to the drive-in to watch it on the big screen and tailgate and, and listen to it. Wow. simultaneously wow uh, do, do they yeah. show movies there yeah as soon as the weather gets warm so i'm wondering if yours will be that'd be a nice one to go see that oh yeah no absolutely yeah memorial day weekend the movie's coming out it's called about my father starring robert de niro kim cattrall myself great cast i think it's a a real a funny and feel-good movie and uh De Niro and I are supposed to go to Alabama in January to do a scene. We're going to do a pickup scene. New scene. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So that's happening. Cool. That, that's going to happen. And then... Uh, did I tell you? I got a call from Scorsese's people. Did I tell you this story? No. No. So last week, I got a call... Scorsese's people saying that Scorsese wants you to perform at his birthday party. Holy. At his 80th birthday party. So, this is in November. It's going to be in New York. So I committed to it. I felt like this is something that you just, you got to do this, right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Here's, here's my dilemma. I committed to it. 
Tunnel Wednesday. This was an oversight. Tuesday night. Serafina's little recital. Right? Mm-hmm. And I told her I would never miss a recital. What you take? I thought you said the thing was Wednesday and Serafina's thing is Tuesday. Well, I mean, that's a tight. It's in New York. So Tuesday night is the recital, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the thing is, is I was planning on staying. So I'm going to be in New York anyway. So on Monday, I was... I'm done with my gigs in Atlantic City on Sunday, so I was going to stay Monday, Tuesday, do the gig Wednesday, come home Thursday. But now, if I want to make the recital, i got to come back Monday, recital yeah. Tuesday, probably yeah. do a Tuesday night red eye so I can make it to New York in time and then do the show. Well, what, when is the show with Scorsese? Isn't it Wednesday night? It's Wednesday night. Well, what I'm saying with these, with these flights and whatnot, sometimes I like to get there the day before because, you know, got right. some of the cancellation and then you can't get out and, and whatnot. I don't like to, like, like that's cutting it a little close. Right. But actually, as they're talking this right. out, it's, it's, it's definitely feasible. But anyway, uh, hey. it's going to be at a restaurant, 150 people. You're at the level <laughs> I'm saying here, though. We talked about the Maserati I brought up last week. You're at the level. I mean, you're you're at the Kevin Hart level. Stuff is going on. Where, where you know what you do is, like you said, you go do your AC gigs. By the way, thanks for asking me to be part of that. Wish I could have. Then you go home. You watch the recital. You, you private jet it. You know to New York. Uh, this you is not pop a down. Jet. You this do is, this is commercial. You, this is commercial. Private jet. <laughs> what do you think? I gotta spend seventy grand to go do this thing? Come on. Yeah, this is squint. <laughs> bro. You do this. You do this. You're the lead in his next and possibly last film. His his Swan Grace lead guy. <laughs> Pete means to say Swan Song or Saving Grace or that Swans are graceful. Who knows? This is gonna be a who's who. Uh, everybody from Joe Pesci and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ralph Macchio might get an invite. This thing is going to be Italian heavy, bro. It's going to be fun. No, what an honor, dude. That is so cool. Um, yeah, I think you can make it all work. My question is, how much time are you doing for for this? Is it 20? Is it, um, 20. Now, is it, this is a few funny things going on in my life, or is it more of a do it a do it do a Don Rickles sort of a thing where you know De Niro's here? Oh gosh, last time I did that with Bobby, you know, he yelled "cut." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you say that, but uh, or is that like, well, you're not a Don Rickles guy, so you don't do that kind of thing? Like, what do you like? What's the play in a situation like this? I think the play is material here. I might might do a little crowd work depending on who's there. Uh, but I only got 20 minutes, so I'll I'll probably do something. I don't know. I haven't really given it much thought. Just talking it out here on the cast, though. Maybe I start with a little, hey, that that does here, that that that, or maybe you know, a Scorsese. I do have a Scorsese story about, but I don't think it's that. It's a story, but it's not going to get a huge laugh. 
I don't know the man intimately enough to. Uh, although, did I tell you one time we did a Zoom with Scorsese? This is after the Irishman. We had a Zoom because we were pitching an idea to him for a TV show. And I hadn't ever Zoomed with the man. And the man. I, I don't think I've ever seen a cooler move. He fired up the Zoom and he was in a robe. I, I, I don't know if you told me that before. Uh, I don't know, but that's it, unbelievable. It wasn't, it wasn't just like a, a this thing was a robe. Like, you ever see those robes? Like, they're, like, they're thin, right? Some robes are just thin and just a robe. This was a robe where it looked like you needed another person to help you put it on. <laughs> it looked like a king. Almost like something you take off when you get into the ring. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but he did the thing. Now, what you robe. take on pitching to someone in a robe, does that mean they're so comfortable it's even better? Or is it, oh, hey, guys, this guy's about to take a shower and I'm hitting him with a pitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, you know, the type of guy that it was in the morning, right? And he was just, you know, probably getting his morning going. Type of guy that drinks coffee, right, in the morning. But he's got a saucer underneath the oh, I love it. I love it, man. And he brought that into frame, you know, and he's sitting there talking with Oh, that's so old school. <sighs> oh, Elegant. man. Oh, Elegant. God. I'm getting chills. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I love that move. So what do you got? Good morning, everybody. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me what you got. I'm looking forward to hearing with the robe on. Oh, wow. So, so do you say when you're up there, I'm thinking like, you know, maybe a joke like you look over at Scorsese and go, so is this my thank you for putting me in the Irishman or... Am I going to be the lead in the next thing you do? Because it is. Are we even now or am I up on you? <laughs> then you got like, you got to figure LDC is probably going to be there. Uh, you know, you hit him up with. Uh, so have you played paddle ball since me? Or have I just never been invited back? Like, I like to think there's leaves on the court and nobody's played. Or did I do something to never get invited back? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't fly halfway across the country just to sing happy birthday to you, all right? Marty, no offense. I'm going to get some things out of the way while I'm here, too. All right? Maybe you should oh. do the gig. Uh, bro, not do it, but listen, you know, I'll go as your plus one if there is such a thing. So yeah, we got yeah. that. We got that cooking. Um, cool, cool. We, we had we had mentioned this on the podcast off the air, but I want to get into it now. You saw the rest of Dahmer, and you had some things God you want to go over. Okay, so let, let's let's dive back in. There. And listen, I know the crowd is split on Dahmer. I know some people don't think it's evil, don't watch it. It's dark, and I know other people are fascinated right. with it. So let let's right. let's get into it. What is that smell? Eat the sandwich. I made it for you. I'll eat it later. I want to see you try it. 
see if you like it. And now, Peter Sebastian's review of Dharma. Monster. Doesn't even smell in here. Well, you know, and look, you bring up a, a good point. People are both ways about it, but I lean more into the, uh, yeah, it's been a while. I'm having some fun with it, but there's also, you know, a, a bit of a self-awareness. This is what this is to me, right? It's like, you know, all right, everybody gets lured by a crazy person. Everybody maybe, you know, you don't want to drink something that's not. But when you're stepping into a house and you're commenting that it smells like dead meat and you go in anyway, you know, I'm sorry, like, they, they, you know, the lady keeps fighting to try to get a memorial, you know, which is nice for the people yeah. where the building was. Yeah. What's your What's your take on memorials, like like where things happened? You know, when they, you know, with the, like I, I, I look. Let me just make it a little more comfortable for you. You, can, you, can, you can't have a memorial for everyone that dies everywhere. All right, within uh, two hundred years, there's gonna be the stones and statues everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's like even you ever drive by the highway and you'll just see like a cross with burning candle on the shoulder and you're like, who's coming to light that candle? Who's like pull, pull it over? I've seen one time, bro, I saw two. I swear to God. And I'm like, now that I think about it, maybe the second one was someone coming to light a candle for the first one and they got hit pulling over. I mean, but my, my point is... <laughs> Yeah, we've seen those. Um, am I to, but like, am I to assume? By the way, when you see one of those crosses on the on the shoulder, that somebody passed away, like right there, is that why that's right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we had one close to our house. It's about a half a mile down the street, and uh, someone flew off the cliff. The car just whoosh, right off the cliff. Wow. So they not only had a memorial there, but. Yeah. People would come and bring stuff that was associated with the person who died, right? So not only were there candles, but then I guess this person must have been in the motorcycles or whatever. They had like little toy motorcycles they left there. No. I've never had anybody, well, I had, I had a buddy who died in a car accident back in the day. Our group never went to where he got into the car accident and made a makeshift, you know, like uh, whatever they call it. It's not <laughs> more. What, what do they call it? Like a it's this like, cross, usually with like a can, like one of them tall candles. With, yeah, I usually see yeah, Jesus yeah, but they on call that stuff. something. Like don't they call a that shrine? Like a shrine? A shrine. Yeah, we never made a shrine right. at the site. Right. But to right. your point. They keep coming back, and it's like the shit's refreshed. You know, like I don't right. know yeah. when this happens. The, does the group get together and go, "All right, listen, I got January. Right. You got February." Like they, 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 <laughs> right, they, right. they, they, they appoint people to maintain the damn thing. That thing's still there. See, it happened three yeah. years ago. My 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 commitment to the shrine would fade with my grief. You know what I'm saying? Like the first yeah, month, yeah. I'd be all over the shrine. I'd be nice with the. But as I get less sad, it would be more like, 
Uh, yeah, do the shrine, you know. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm like the shrine is now the only thing bringing me down is going back to the shrine. You know what I'm saying? And when, when, when you see those freaking, when you see those those temporary memorials for like when something happens like that with the candles, like you're saying, people bring stuff. Who decides? Like when they go, all right, it's, we're gonna get the broom now. You're like, who who makes that call when it goes back to being a bench? You know what I mean? Or whatever it was. Like, you never see that guy coming in at the end, sweeping up all the flowers and stuff. But um, yeah, no, anyway. I, I think I know. I think that's just taking care. Like, like if a street cleaner comes by and he sees a shrine, right? Do you think he goes yeah. around that? Or do you think he just goes, there, fuck this, I'll clean this shit right up too? <laughs> no, I, I think he calls the headquarters. <laughs> And he goes, what do you want me to do about the shrine? Half the candles are out. The flowers are dying. I don't know. All right, give him one more day. He says, give him one more day. One more day with the shrine. Uh, (laughs) So I don't know if you go and you, you know, I know this lady's been fighting for the, but it's still an abandoned lot. Yeah. What else fascinates me about this Dharma thing is the the way his, I, I did a little hard investigation for the cast on David Dharma. His younger brother. Oh yeah. yeah. So he What's was up with this guy. So apparently he was in college uh, when Dama did his first murder, but hadn't been caught yet. So he was he was like kind of getting out of college. But once Dama got caught, he changed his name, went off the grid, no interviews, no nothing. They were kind of close growing up. You know, they were seven years apart. But here's something crazy: Jeffrey Dama named his little brother. The parents like, what do you want to name him? And he's like, let's call him David. How about that going through life? My, my real name's David, but a guy who ate seventeen people named me that, so I'm, I'm switching it up. So Did apparently, he switch the, his name. The, the whole name. His he first switched? and last name. Yeah, oh, like wow. he could be your neighbor, and you wouldn't know. Last we heard was years ago. His mother gave an interview because when the parents split up, he went with the mom, and Dama went with the dad to dissect animals. So they went separate ways. And then now the mom said in an interview years ago that my son is a professional, you know, doing good in life, got two kids, living a great life, no interviews, nobody knows, changed his name. So who knows where this guy is. Do you think his wife knows who he really is? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Come on. Your wife? What do you think? That's a tough thing to keep. That is tough, but where where do you stop? Where do you stop it? Is it he goes to his wife? Listen, before they got married, he goes, "Listen, I'm really David Dahmer. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer's brother. Don't ever." ever oh my god! Don't ever say I mean, anything to anybody. But what would you what would you do if he doesn't say it to like six months in? She's in love with him, and then he goes, "I'm Jeffrey Dahmer's brother." Wow. What do you do? Because now I'm thinking, if I have a kid with you, it might eat people. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why? You're not going there. You're not going there. Like, if if you know that about, you have kids with Jeffrey Dahmer's brother, you're not, like, bopping in a little more than usual upstairs. What are you doing? And then you go down, guys. He's just playing with his trains. He's just playing with his trains. Thank God. You know? 
Like the first time your kid walks by and sees roadkill and he goes, ew, gross. Are you like, nice. <laughs> you know, we're so afraid you were going to want to take it into the garage and cut his head off. Why? Oh, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> but you got to tell your wife. You got to tell your wife. I feel like you can't, you know. Cause she yeah, couldn't... but. Do you think anybody else knows? I mean, how the hell do you keep no. that such a secret where nobody knows that you are the brother of one of the most awful people ever? I mean, if you told Lana that now, if you said, listen, John Wayne Gacy was my uncle, was my mom's brother, do you think you could trust Lana? Because John Wayne Gacy, what, he lived a few blocks from you, bro. It's totally legit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think you could trust Lana not to tell, not even her mom? Yeah, but you know what? I got to flip it around. If I got information like that on my wife, I could uh, be that quiet. Oh, no. I don't even think I could not say it at a cocktail party, <laughs> let, alone, let alone tell my immediate family. <laughs> you know? I mean, Jack, you got to tell her. You're not going to believe her uncle was. I'll just give you this. <laughs> 18 dead. 18 dead. Go ahead, Jack. Tell him. John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, it's... Well, this uh, leads... Yeah. This leads me to another question I want to ask you then, because this is good. You saw the part in the Dharma thing where, as you had told me on one of the last casts, that guy paid a lot of money to have all of his stuff buried, not burned. He had it buried in his dump. And the one guy, they show a scene of one of the uh, guys working at the dump picked up the drill that Dami used to use to drill the people. And he goes, put that goddamn thing down. That's getting buried. <clears throat> and he made the guy throw it away, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, if I was the guy working at the garbage dump, I think I would have came back at night with a flashlight. But that's another story. But here's the question. You're at a cocktail party. Some guy's a collector. You go down, he's showing you some things he has, and he goes, you know, I got some dark things too. Uh, I got the drill that Jeffrey Dahmer was using on people. Do you, if you offer it to you, do you hold it? No. No. No, I don't even know if I, I want to see it. I don't even know if I want to see it. He's only got time. He says to you, listen, I got a bunch of collectibles. I, 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 they're all in tight things. I can only grab one. We're on a time thing here. I can either get you to show you the drill that Dahmer used, or I got a pipe Mark Twain used to puff out of when he was on his porch. What do you just, what do you want to quick see? You you want to see the Mark Twain pipe over the drill? Guy, okay. I, I, I'd be like, <laughs> do I even got to say it out loud? Get the drill, guy. I've, I've seen a pipe. I mean, I've seen a drill too, but I'm seeing it a drill in a whole new light. Oh, man, oh, this is God. just... This is sick. unbelievable. This is sick. What that poor lady went through that lived next to him, she went through, she she was having PTSD. That poor lady went through hell. She should be able to sue the city for freaking $10 million. She should be living in Martha's Vineyard on the freaking beach in the nicest place. I know, I know. She Jesus, died actually in 2013. She passed away, that lady. She's not even living anymore, but... I mean, talk about falling on deaf ears. This guy could have been caught, I think, six or seven different times, and he was, I don't know, he had the luck of the Irish. He was evading police. He, he got pulled over. They, they asked him what was in the back. He said the grass clippings. 
He cops were in his house. Uh, it just it's the, amazing yeah. how many times the boy that he had. Yeah. Now again, another question: um, When the father and the lawyer are there with Dahmer, and they go, "Listen, we want you to say that you're crazy. We want to do an insane plea." And Dahmer says, "But I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy." You know, my my thing is, it, it, it don't matter what you think. You fillet a liver. You're crazy. You tried to lit, dig up a corpse at a graveyard to fuck it. I don't <clears throat> like. Shouldn't he have to defend that he's not crazy? Like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't even get that. I'm just. I don't yeah, care. But like, don't matter what you say anymore. What you did is fucking nuts. I know what he did was nuts. However, the way he behaves when he's not in that mode is quite, you know, not. I want right. to say normal, but it's not like. He's sitting in his in his cell, and you're interviewing him. He's like, hey, "Yeah, I get it. You know, no, right? You know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like he's in a straitjacket. The guy seems to be moving through life in in kind of a normal fashion. Uh, I don't know what the hell this was, though. Outside of that, I just don't know what. Obviously, what right. he did was crazy. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a it's a tough one. And plus, if he doesn't want to plead like insanity. Then oh. that's good for you know the families. At least the, they know that he's going to go into a prison and suffer oh. and, and what have you. Oh, you know, if he, oh I see. That's right, because then he gets to go to a, a facility instead. That's yeah, right. yeah. Now, you know how he drank a lot of Budweiser. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that the people at Anheuser Busch have an emergency meeting after it's? Pretty obvious that Jeffrey Dahmer, like you could Google it, he loves Budweiser. Like, is that not good? Do you think for the company? Uh, uh, uh. well, didn't we have a case like this recently with COVID when they were saying it was the coronavirus and Corona's stock went down because no one was buying Corona beer because it was associated. The right. virus. I mean, I gotta think that's. I don't know. Anheuser Busch is a big behemoth. I don't know if they're suffering at all in sales. I don't think anybody's ever thinking about Dahmer drinking Budweiser when they when they get it at a bar. But who knows? Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty. I saw a thing in the uh, online. I don't know if it was true or not, but it said that families were suing Budweiser. Uh, after seeing the Netflix thing, because apparently Budweiser is the preferred beer of quite a few past monsters that have done bad things. You know, they tend to drink Budweiser. So oh, really? Yeah, so but it's just the, it's just a cheap quality beer. It makes sense that your everyday person without a big salary is going to drink a Budweiser. I don't think it's yeah, that yeah. odd, you know? But, yeah. Um, another question. So he had the fish. Do you think if Dama had a dog, instead of the fish, okay? And he was murdering and doing everything he did in front, with the dog, just there, right? Maybe even throwing the dog something here and there. My question is, do you think a dog, because he still takes it out for walks into the park, so it's seeing other things, could a dog sense that it's living with a crazy person? Or would it just think like, you you really do. You think like yeah. the tail would be tucked in, it would be like this is 
fucking crazy. If he had a dog, I wouldn't be surprised if that dog ran away. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I think the first chance that thing got to, to run out that door, he would have been down the street barking. You th- like a dog can just sense darkness, right? Because you would think the dog's like telling other dogs, oh, God, there's a... We got meat smell all the time. I'm licking blood on the floors. It's like a 24-hour buffet over here with this guy. And he's always home, too. You're never alone. He's always home. He's always home. It's great. You're never alone. Is this too, is this too morbid? This, this, I, think we're getting, I think we're going down a rat hole here. Like, I'm like just feeling feel- so comfortable finally in the new setup. All right. I know. This might be too comfortable because I'm uncomfortable. All right. All right. All right. That's it. That's the last one of my notes. Forget the dog. Forget it. Oh, God. No, seriously. God rest those people. But, um, you know, heads up, people. You got to be careful out there. There's a lot of crazies. I mean, it's no joke. It's no joke. Oh, yeah. You know? Don't have to sip something you don't open yourself. Next time, make it fun. Budweiser, king of beers. Sure. Visible. Plunk your magic twanger, Froggy. <laughs> hey, check this out. My next guest recently made the Forbes list of highest paid stand-up comedians. Yes, he is just tearing it up. He's also the co-host of the Pete and Sebastian show, which airs Friday nights on Sirius XM. Please welcome our friend, Sebastian Maniscalco! Comedians Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. The Pete and Sebastian show. Speaking of crazies, have you had to talk yeah. with Sadie about, hey, stranger danger, let me know if anybody... You know, touches you inappropriately. Yeah. Is this is this been like communicated? And if so, at what age was oh, yeah. it said? Well, I, years ago in the cast, we brought that up. How I had like do I would do tests, like go by, yeah, yeah, yeah. put my yeah. yeah. Everyone has their own methods of dealing with trying to help and keep their kids safe. I got something I got to share with you. I call it the inappropriate touch test. <laughs> no, because that's my big fear, right? The kids getting touched. I taught my daughter, if anyone ever touches you or sticks their hand down your butt, you stop and yell, no, no, mommy, daddy, run away. We do dry runs around the house. Like my wife and I will be having coffee, my kid walks into the kitchen, I put my hand down her butt, she goes, no, no, mommy, daddy. And she runs away, she comes back, we fist pump, blow it up. My wife goes, she's got it down. I'm like, yeah, I think I... I think I got to run her on a real track now. <laughs> My wife's like, she's got it down. I'm like, she's got the drill down. That's what she's got. That's what, you know? Like, and then my best friend, since I was in third grade, him and his wife came to visit last summer. They have no kids. Spent two days with us. Went to the beach one day. Now it's the next day. He's met my daughter now for about 24 hours. We're making dinner. I'm explaining my whole inappropriate touch test to him. Of course, he calls me a sick bastard. Let's get that out of the way. My daughter's on the iPad. I go, I I need you to go over and just give her a little rub. Be perfect right now. By the way, little side note, any parent knows that iPad, whoa. I could give my daughter the iPad and I could go to Miami for the weekend. 
That's not even an exaggeration. So my buddy goes up and just, he goes, oh, whatever, I'll do it. And he just gives a light on the back. He's like, hey, what are you doing, sweetie? And she goes, that tickles. <laughs> I come walking out of the kitchen. I go, no, it's no, no, mommy, daddy, right? And she goes, no, that's our game, dad. <laughs> uh, my buddy goes, I think you got a bigger problem on your hands now, bro. <laughs> That's all I need is my daughter in school on a rainy day. The teacher's like, does anyone have any games you play at home with your family? My daughter's like, sometimes my dad sticks his hand down my ass, and then we fist pump and blow it up. <laughs> teacher's like, all right, everybody heads down. I have to make a quick phone call. Heads down, heads down. But now, no, I still definitely once in a while, I ask her, I'm like, Say, anyone go in the A? And she's always like, no, dad, no. You know, she would tell me right away. But now, and I think I saw a clip of you guys saying you were going to talk about it on on the doctor podcast you do, but uh, this freaking fentanyl, man. You know, somebody brought it up responsibly to the kids at somewhere she was. My Jackie was actually with them, and she comes home, and she's like, dad, why are they doing this? I can't even have the candy. What's going on? I'm like, listen, when we were kids, like you said, it was razor blades we had to look for. I go, we're not saying you can't have it. You just, and then she's like, why are they doing it? And that's what I don't understand, bro. Are they putting it in candy just to get it over the border? And then, and then they take it out of the candy and they sell it to adults. So like, what what do they think? Like a kid's going to open it up and eat the fentanyl. And why would they want to just kill a kid? Well, why does Dahmer want to eat people? I mean, it's just like these crazy people out there that want to inflict... Yeah, but the uh, I thought the cartel just wants to make money selling drugs. I didn't think they were into murdering children. That seemed, No, that I don't think seem... the cartel... I'm talking... I, I, I don't know if the fentanyl thing is a widespread thing where they're saying there's a lot of candy tainted with it. I thought crazy people were at their house putting fentanyl in candy to harm kids. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's I, what I'm afraid. I'm afraid that like all, all these people that are, who's you know who knows who was going on out there. Someone's going to start putting this shit in milk all in the same day. Yeah. So so here's my thing on the Halloween. Yeah. Does Sadie go and get trick or treats? But back at the house. You have the same bucket that she's got, or whatever she uses to collect it, and you pop populate that with a variety of different candy. And when she comes home and puts her bucket down, you kind of do a switch job. You think she would like? Right. She'd be looking, going, "Where's those gumballs that people gave me? They're not in here." Like. Well, or just yeah, say, but, go get the candy, collect the candy. When we when we bring it home, we throw it all out, and I'll give you candy that we buy. What's but my take? thing is, I don't, I don't think I'm not worried about any of my people around here putting fentanyl in the candy. I'm worried about somebody putting fentanyl in the candy before it gets sealed and sold at oh. the supermarket. So, so there's a, there's as much chance of fentanyl being in the candy I'm putting oh. in my separate bucket. Gotcha. I don't know. Gotcha. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing funny in it's that, sad. but I just, yeah. It's sad. It's sad that we got to think this way, that the kids can't go out and get a couple candy bars and enjoy Halloween without 
right the steps what does it look like back. anyway like what would it i think it's when they liquid. Go, put I, it I, in, I, liquid i think it's liquid i think i don't know i could be wrong i don't know fentanyl could be a powder i, don't, I have no idea so you but take like a needle and you inject it into a skittle yeah oh my god wow bro again i don't know enough about this to really do a deep dive on it but it could be anything. It could be cyanide. It could be fentanyl. It could be poison, rat poison, whatever the hell people decide to put in this shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and again, I, I don't know like what we're doing yet for Halloween, where we're going to trick or treating. You are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. You are about to enter another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A dimension where fentanyl is everywhere. A dimension where Halloween has not happened yet. A journey into a wondrous land of imagination. This is a new episode, but still, The Twilight Zone. My sister lives in an area where they're so their neighborhood is so gun ho on Halloween and they decorate and all this all this stuff and they got stuff flying across the yard that yeah. you got people coming from, you know, 30, 40 miles away to trick-or-treat in their neighborhood. Now, what's your take on, like, people coming from other cities to come right. to your neighborhood to get trick-or-treats? Right. Well, it, we got that neighborhood for within the town and, like, a couple towns over there are a little rural, so they don't really have a town. But, yeah, they come where we are because we have all the sidewalks and the houses here. I dig it, man, because it's just very festive. We have a party every year. We get some pizzas. A bunch of kids start at our house. They all go trick-or-treating, come back here. And, uh, I mean, I'm doling out candy like crazy, man, just popping it out left and right, getting a lot of thank yous. Uh, I I like it. I like it. Not going to lie. I got a flip take on it because right. I've seen it firsthand. What's happening is the people that are coming from 30 or 40 miles away tend That's to That's far. Be, That's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're coming from a lot of different areas. No, 5, 10 minutes max by me. Max. Fine. Fine. You want to bring in your whatever, five or six-year-old and you're a family that doesn't have a neighborhood or lives in an apartment. Whatever the hell it is, you want to bring your kids and have a proper Halloween. I get it. What's what ha- what's happening is there's a lot of like 15, 16 year old kids coming in, and you know, not even dressed, causing causing some problems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, you know, maybe not so nice to the other trick or treaters or the you know. I- I've seen it firsthand. Oh, it's like wow. they, they ain't from they ain't from that little area. They're coming in and. And kind of uh, not making it a pleasant experience. That's what I'm saying. You can't even have anything nice or good without somebody coming in and shitting all over the lawn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you're right. That's aggravating. You know, I thought I thought they were coming in and they were just enjoying it, but you know, no, and there no. should be every town should put up, a, and our town should too. You know, I don't know what is it, thirteen and under. I think should be the cutoff if you're. Over 13, you can come along, walk the neighborhood, but don't bring a bag because no one's putting anything in. <laughs> 13 and under. 
<clears throat> well, some people come in that are 14, 15. Yeah, but if someone comes up as a teenager, you could be like, come on, you know, it's 13 and under. What are we doing? But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the time continuum has been disrupted, creating this new temporal event sequence resulting in this alternate reality. English, Doc. What else you got on that little sheet of yours? Oh, speaking of, by the way, Halloween, Sadie had a little recital the other day for piano, and I, I just... I played this thing for her. I told her she should do it, and she's like, I'll do it, Daddy. Tell anyone. She was doing like it was a Halloween sort of a pageant uh, recital. And the song she was doing right before she started, she did the beginning of Halloween dun, 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 like four times. Went into her song at the end of the song, which is short, back to the dun, 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 and just faded out. And you could see all the adults like, Right. Oh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. That's beautiful. So that's it on the Dama. Uh, I got this whole... Th oh, I got an Italian take if you're into going through some of these. Let's do it. All right. Let's get... I don't know if we're doing any more Italian take music, Lou, but if you're there, put that in. Let's start it off. You got the fall season. And I've been noticing because I live by a college, uh, especially around now, there's a creek down the block from me. So you see a lot of... Easels, is that how you pronounce it? Lana being a painter, you know, where they paint, yeah, yeah. where they set up the easel. Yeah. And I noticed, I was walking down, and I noticed some guy, a student, uh, doing an easel. And then there's three of them all scattered over. And two of them, within their overall painting of the creek, they were getting a couple houses in the painting. What you take on your house being in a, in a painting that someone's doing on an easel? Right? Like, I know we have a problem with someone just photographing the house, but what if you come out and someone's got an easel and, and your house isn't like half the overall painting? I don't think I got a problem with that. I think uh, if it's in a piece of artwork, yeah, I mean, if it's hanging on the wall, I, come on. If, any, if you go over to somebody's house and there's a painting on the wall and it's your yeah. mother's house, would you... You know, and it's in the background. You go, what? Is that my mom's huh? I don't think you can pin, pinpoint that, can you? Well, I, I, I don't know that you can pinpoint it, but uh, I don't know. You just paint my house. I mean, if you came up and you set up a tripod and you were taking a photo of my house, I'd have a huge problem with that. Like, look, put where you live, right? I know that, like, walking that little area up by you, you know, what if someone just said, uh, ah, I just love the way it all kind of comes together. They got, they got to try. They, they're doing an easel right out there and get in the front of everyone's driveway. Mm -hmm. You go in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if he's wearing that Frenchie hat while he's doing it, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know. I, for some reason, if it's in a painting, I feel yeah. like it's less evasive than a photograph. Right. Don't paint any more religious pictures, please. That's my thing. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I, I, I'm I, with you on that one. So let's move on to the next one. Jackie was, uh, long story short, she did a run with a friend recently, and she was telling me that the friend got to ask someone to take a photo of them. And then she goes, and then my friend, like, looked at the photo and asked for the person to take another one. What should take when you ask a stranger to take a photo of you, can you can you do a retake? Can you say, can you do a retake? Yeah, I got a theory on this. Uh, 
<clears throat> more often than not, we'll ask somebody to take a photo of Lana and I, and then Lana will look at the photo, not like it, and ask the person to do it again. My belief, wow. yeah, my belief is <sighs> there's many times I looked at a photo and the, they cut my head off, my arm's not in the photo, whatever. You <laughs> don't look good. But I go, right, right. Right, this, this is it. This, I got to live with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, I say thank you to them before I even see the photo. I take my phone yeah. back. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm gone. It's almost like you said, let's see what we got. You know? Yeah, I, I don't I, even look at the photo in front of the person. Right, right. I'll look at the photo when they leave, and then I'll swear up and down, "Him, motherfucker!" You know, like. But Lana, and to her credit, right, wants to get the best possible photo. Because your thought is, why not get something right? Why? Why do you gotta? I'm just like it's the luck of the draw. It's our fault that you know we didn't. We don't have somebody else to take it. So we're relying on right. this person, but here's 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 a here's the deal though, and I've done right, this. Right. You ever had like a I don't know. Let's say you're at the ocean and you got a lot of people at the beach or whatever, or maybe walking on a boardwalk. Do you ever size up the person and go, they don't know how to take a photo, just on the look? I size them up, but not for do they know how to take it. I size them up for. That guy's not gonna want to take our photo. I look for somebody that you know that I think is gonna go sure. You know, like that. That's what I look for. And my and yeah, I look for young people in oh, their twenties. Right. In their twenties, right? I also look for women opposed to a man, because I believe women know how to take a photo on an iPhone a lot better than a man does. If you ever get a woman You're taking right. your photo, she will not only take a portrait, she'll take a landscape and she'll give you different angles on the photo. Or oh, a man yeah. just gives you one shot and that's and that's it. I've had the man like after he takes the photo, he hands it to me like a baton and a, and a track meet, like, 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 you know, like, making it clear he ain't taking a second one because he's already got two <laughs> steps away as he's handing it off. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, when someone takes a photo of you, I I just take it for granted that they did the best they could do. Yeah. So for me to ask them to take another one, now we're getting into territory where I'm teaching you how to take a better photo. I don't know you. You don't know me. You were halfway up across the sidewalk. Now I'm taking up your time. So I hand it to you, you take the shot, and like you said, it is what it is, baby. It is what it is. You know how how, Lana, how involved Lana gets in the photo? She'll go, and I'll be, you know, I'll be the subject, right? And she'll frame up the photo and tell the person right here, like, she'll tell the person, hold it right here. She'll give it to the person, <laughs> and then she'll get in the photo with me. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I love it. Wow. We do a lot of the, uh, just find the rock or something to lean the, the thing on and set the 10 second timer. I don't know if you yeah. do that move a lot. No, I kind of like, I like the countdown. I love the countdown because you got, 
you get 10 seconds, you kind of, you know, you don't even put your game face on, about three seconds, you get ready. When it hits that one, you're like, ha, it's beautiful. <laughs> you you know exactly when you got to come in with it, man. But, yeah, I like that. I like that. So uh, a friend of mine went on vacation and he was showing me photos. And this stuck out to me because I wanted to get your take on this. You ever see when you're at like a beach resort somewhere like that and you come out of your room, a lot of these resorts have these winding sidewalks that lead to the pool or to the beach. And a lot of times they'll have hammocks, right? So it was a photo he was showing me of, he was napping in the hammock, you know, when his wife caught him napping in the hammock. And I'm like, do you do the, do you do the public hammock nap? Like, like he was right by the sidewalk. So people were walking by about three feet on their way to the beach from him in the hammock because uh, I was thinking I see these hammocks but I never lay in them in that, in that kind of environment unless it's in my private suite that no one can see me in the only where the only place I public sleep is an airplane other than that you don't see me sleeping at the gate at an airport at a park bench Laying down on a hammock. No. I don't public sleep. I think really? it's... Uh, <laughs> it's a... I, I, but, listen, I was, I, I've, I've closed my eyes in a waiting room here and there, but I, I think that overall motto, again, learning from the cast for you young listeners out there, you don't public sleep as a man. This ain't Mexico. You don't put your sombrero <laughs> down and take a fucking siesta, all right? So, yeah. Go home and you nap in your house or your office. That's what I feel. I feel like you got a nap in somewhere private, but on the flip side of your statement, where my head went to is, you think he's really sleeping or do you think they set that up for the photo? Do you think she goes, like, go, go by the hammock and act like you're sleeping oh, and I'll take oh, a photo? Yeah. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. But e- either either way, either way, it's like I I just I see those hammocks and I'm like I, the only time I ever see it, someone in them is when they first get to the hotel and they go oh, look they have hammocks and then they get on and they do that half swing and they go oh and then you're like great and you're not going to be on it ever again but you like to say okay if we were on a date I'd be getting the check right now I just want you to know that. <laughs> Yeah, we've done over 500 casts together. I don't think I've ever seen you check your watch during a, during a show. No. <laughs> oh, I hope no, your mom no. sends you a text for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you even saw that. Oh I thought I did it so discreet. I just <laughs> discreet, guy. Oh, God. Uh, I, like, I thought you... I, I thought it stopped. I thought, I thought you did a couple couple face taps with your finger. <laughs> Have you ever seen the couple? This is weird. You're at the hotel. I, this happened to me in Laguna Beach. Lana and I were taking a walk around the hotel. We passed a hammock, and there was a couple in the hammock. You know, like... Like together like this, oh, yeah. And like I made <laughs> eye contact. I felt like I walked into their bedroom. 
<laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh that, that's what I'm talking about, man. The minute you're on your back doing that curl and another man walks by, gives you that look on his way to the beach. Oh, <laughs> Oh, and this God, particular the couple, oh, bro, yeah. this couple, what made it worse was they took their shoes off before they oh. got into the hammock. So the guy was barefoot laying down, and I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Way too comfortable in public. No. Burn the hammock. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> and then you got it. And it's also that. I don't like the visual of like walking by and seeing seeing the shoes, you know, just just the shoes all worn out and shit. Uh, we've we've talked about that several times. All right, uh, are we all right on time? No, no, we're not. We we, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all looking right. at the thing. We got we got to we got to get out of here. We got some ad reads to do. Once again, Pete and all Sebastian right. show. We're up on uh, YouTube for some um, the video. Apple Casts for uh, the audio. We're on audio. Boom. Uh, we're also on Patreon. $5 a month. Go over there. Get some behind the scenes. We got some photos up there, some videos. Some people have One- been asking how they... Can you walk them through real quick to go to Patreon? I had a guy email me again. He's like, can you say one time on the cast how you sign up for Patreon? You go to uh, patreon.com. Type in the Pete and Sebastian Show. We are a page will pop up, and it's pretty much self-explanatory. For and me. then I'll walk you through from there. Very simple. Five That's bucks. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. You got it. All and right. we will see you right. next week. The show has ended. Jack, you gotta tell him who you're not gonna believe who her uncle was. I'll just give you this. Eighteen dead. Eighteen dead. Go ahead, Jack. Tell him. <laughs>